Welcome to the Mapped Out Money Podcast, where we help you understand finance and manage your money so you can get on with living your adventure. You're listening to episode number 65. And today's episode is brought to you by the Mapped Out Money resources page. This is a page on our website that you can go to to check out some of our favorite books, uh, podcasts, YouTube channels, uh, people we follow on Twitter, basically our favorite people to follow to learn more about money, uh, self-improvement, and just generally getting better at the things that you care about. Most of the links on that page are affiliate links, and so if you click on them and purchase something like a book, we will get a little bit of a kickback. So it's also a great way to support the show. So if that sounds helpful for you, we'd love you to check it out, mapped.money.com forward slash resources. So we were kind of thinking that we would do an episode about gift giving and, you know, what to put on your Christmas list or our favorite things to help you, I don't know, our favorite like possible gifts this year, but I feel like we did that last year. And so we kind of wanted to do something. We a didn't really bit do that last year. year. We just went through. Yeah, we just went through like the list of top. The list of top things that like GQ or whatever was like yeah. 50 top gifts for men or something. Yeah. But this year we kind of wanted to do something a little bit different because we felt like. Because we're different. Well, no. Well, we are different in that uh, if we tell you our favorite things that we think you should get for Christmas that may or may not be relevant to you <laughs> and the people that are on your shopping list. So I'm not sure how helpful that is, is really the point. So yeah, we, we started this off with a question of how do you give good gifts? How do you think about giving good gifts? And what are some questions that you should ask to become a good gift giver, so to speak? Yeah. And I really like that you started thinking of it that way because I think a lot of times, especially around Christmas, like things can get really stressful and you can kind of just like mail it in. And yeah. then, um, you're like going down the list, you're like, oh, I got to get something for them too. You're just like, ah, oh, okay, yeah. this, this will work. And then we end up like giving each other stuff that ends up at, you know, like Goodwill or whatever, or yeah. shoved in our closet or, you know. So, or I like, worse, it's in the attic and you pull it out whenever they come over for dinner <laughs> to act like you're using it and uh, then you just put it back away. <laughs> oh, gosh terrible so yeah I like I like this thoughtfulness aspect of it like how can I give them something that they will truly enjoy that's like not just money well and when we first asked this question my brain my brain did immediately go to uh, almost like a sales and marketing thing because you ask the same question if you're running a business and you're trying to sell people a product um, you ask the same questions right like what what do these people want? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the same frameworks that you would use in sales and marketing, you can use for gift giving. And one of I the, think that's so interesting. I would literally never think to do that. Well, but so like one of the interesting things, right, if if you're studying like sales and marketing, especially if you're studying uh, what kind of business should I go into, right? Like if you don't have any ideas and you're just like, I want to start a business, what should I do? What should I sell people? There are some places that you can start that immediately out of the gate will let you know whether or not this is probably something that someone wants. And I, I think about it in like virtues and vices, if you will. The the quote from Ben Franklin about becoming healthy, wealthy, and wise is, you know, those are three good virtues. Another one you could add in there that's sort of seen as a positive would be like relationships. And so any sort of product or service that is going to help someone become healthier, wealthier, or more wise, or improve their relationships, those products and services are going to sell, 
right? This is why the health and fitness industry is a quadrillion dollar industry, right? There's so many products and services around improving your health. Mm-hmm. Same with all these others. On the flip side, you have all the vices. So you can think about these as like the seven deadly sins, right? You've got vanity and pride. You've got greed. You've got lust. You've got envy. You've got gluttony, wrath, and slothfulness. And you can pick these out, right? So like Netflix, for example, lays right into your slothfulness and your lust and maybe even like gluttony for your entertainment, right? So Netflix serves you three vices right there. Yeah. Right? That is interesting. So we can, you know, and Netflix probably also does good things. You could say, well, I watch documentaries on Netflix, so that helps me get more wise. Yeah, it's not all bad. It's not all bad. No. But Mm -mm. the point is, uh, some of the biggest companies in the world are going to help you either achieve these these three or four virtues or the the seven deadly sins, right? These are human nature desires, things we want. And so if you can think about how can I get a gift – that that plays into one of these for this person that you know really likes those things, Well, then you're probably going to increase your odds of getting them something they want. And with the seven deadly sins, too, you know, like there's a version of the each sin, quote unquote, that's like not a, so like rest. Yeah, rest is good. We totally. all need rest. But when you rest too much, then it becomes being slothful. Slothfulness, yeah. You know, and so... So yeah, maybe you well, know and vanity somebody. and pride, right? Like uh, being confident is good. Yeah, we don't want you to be insecure. We want you to be confident. So helping someone build their confidence is a good thing. Mm-hmm. If they get too confident, they become uh, prideful, right? right? And so that's the problem. Yeah. So when you're thinking about it from a gift perspective, it's interesting to think like, oh, I know that this person has been really stressed, so I want to give them something that's going to like help them relax mm-hmm. and like you know, I don't know, decrease their stress in a healthy way kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That is an interesting perspective to bring to gift giving to me. I, I just think that, you know, I mean, we've all, I don't want to disparage anybody, but we've all received gifts, right, that we didn't really want. And, and maybe they really tried. Maybe they really thought we wanted that thing. But the fact of the matter is we didn't. And so, like you said, it ends up in a landfill or a Goodwill or in the closet. And I think the spirit of this episode is if we could choose to either give gifts that people really want or not, we would probably all choose to give gifts that people really want. And, and this is just one way to to ask yourself, does it fit into one of these things? And I think the real the real point here would be, and we'll ask a few more questions, but you can get problematic if you just use this framework, which is why the other questions that I'm going to ask here in a second matter, because... If you said, oh, well, this will help someone become healthier, <laughs> I'm going to get them this because that's one of the virtues. It's like, no, you can't just you, you can't stop it here because well, it's if, like telling somebody that they have terrible breath by like offering them a breath mint. Hey, yeah, uh, don't you want a breath mint? Don't you yeah. want a breath mint? Uh, or like when my mom told me uh, that she was going to start buying me deodorant. She gifted you deodorant. She, she was like, Nick, Nick, just so you know, you're reaching the point that uh, every young man reaches and um, I'm going to start buying you some deodorant. And I was so embarrassed because I was like, what am I, do I stink? I don't know. Uh, and I did, you know, that's that's part of it. But Okay, well, before we get any further into the gift giving episode, I think we need to do your worst gift. My worst story. gift. So, so here's mine. Okay. When I was in high school and dating this guy that I dated for a long time, they were big Tennessee fans. 
My family is uh, big Alabama I know fans. Where you're going. Um, I I say that I'm an Alabama fan by association. I want them to win, but like my whole day is not wrapped you up. You couldn't name in the a single game. player on their team, probably. No, I couldn't. But anyway, so. I don't know a lot of Tennessee fans who love Tennessee colors. Like most Tennessee fans that I talk to are like, ugh, wish we had some different colors. Yeah. So, But it's the color, so whatever. Yeah. yeah. But they wear them because they're Tennessee fans and it's whatever. It's fine. But anyway, so this guy's family always gave me Tennessee stuff. Like every gift giving occasion, they always gave me Tennessee stuff. Fine. That's fine. Whatever. But this one particular Christmas, they got me... I think that's so rude. Can I just pause? Like, that... I mean, I get it, especially when you're from the South. Like, like college football's a big deal down here. But when you... I don't know. I just... I, when you're actively giving someone something that you know they're, they don't want... Well, I don't know. I think you could also make an argument for it. Like, maybe they wanted me to feel included in their Tennesseeness. I sure. don't know. You anyway, could, you could describe that. It really them. doesn't matter. So, they... One Christmas, they gave me this big chunky like super thick sweater and it was bright vol orange and white which okay that's so whatever but it was big old wide horizontal stripes yeah and when you are five feet tall barely and like not rail skinny and you put <laughs> you put like horizontal <laughs> bright orange and white stripes on your torso that like your ribs and your hip bones basically like already touch it's just not a good look i looked like a freaking oompa loompa it was terrible but i like i all you needed was a spray tan oh my gosh it was so bad but i tried to wear that sweater you know like when i was around them like oh thanks so much for this sweater but i just hated it like i would put it on and i just felt terrible about how i looked in it but anyway so that is like my all-time worst gift ever 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 in a bajillion years it was the most unflattering thing every every single thing that's like what would look the absolute worst on you i mean it just checked all the boxes it really sucked I'm trying to think. I'll, I'll think of one as we're going, and if I come up with a good worst gift story that I've been given, um, my worst gift that I've ever given, we've told the story on the podcast before, was when I gave you uh, breath mints. But, I mean, it was only the, bad the because it was in that, a jewelry say, box the, from a jewelry store that I The reason that that was bad was I had gone to this store to get Hannah something, uh, and the store is like one of those, it's like an eclectic store, like they sell everything, right? They sell cards and it's like a local thing in Chattanooga and they sell cards and they sell little trinkets and puzzles and pictures and, and jewelry and jewelry that Hannah really likes. And I had wrapped it. Uh, I had them wrap it and they wrap it in a very particular way. So Hannah knew when she saw the package that this was from that store and she opens it and it is breath mints. Uh, and I thought they were funny because on the outside of the breath mints was basically like this inside joke that Hannah and I had that we, we thought had like was a funny. French bulldog on it or something. And I so mean, it was cute, but. whatever, like we, <laughs> I thought it was funny and I just happened to be in there. I was like, Oh, I'll get that for Hannah and I'll put that with something else that I get. And I didn't even think about the fact that they have jewelry at the store that Hannah really likes. Okay. But see, here's the other bad part of this story that made it even worse. I don't know if you remember this, but I had gotten off work and I oh, had yeah. stopped we ran by into Blue each Skies. Other. So you knew. Yes. You and so that knew. was that was like right before Thanksgiving. I stopped by the store that I just loved. And I was just like walking through, just like looking at everything. They had it decorated for Christmas and it's fun. And I like turn a corner and there's Nick. And he's like, what are you doing here? Yeah, you were and supposed to like, be at work. That's why I went I during like, that time. I got off work early. So I just stopped by to like 
look at things. And so from that point on, I was super excited too, because I was like, oh, I totally caught him like shopping for me at Blue Skies. Like this is going to be good. So that's probably the worst gift I've ever given. The expectations no. were set so high and then I just, the the actual reality was, but at was least so bad. My high school boyfriend's family was there to save you. Yeah. They with the worst me. gift. They taught me. Fair enough. So in order to avoid a scenario where you give a really, really bad gift, uh, let's people get are like, I don't need any tips to not do that. <laughs> I pretty much know not to do Let, that. Let's give, uh, let's get into some questions. So the, the first question, uh, we got a couple questions to ask, but the first question I wanted to ask was, does this person like have any new or recent hobbies that they've picked up that you can support them in? And I like this question because it really plays on to the fact that they're excited about it. You know, they're excited about it. So if you get them something that is supportive of that hobby or endeavor, you don't even really have to like kill it. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you don't have to get the perfect whatever. If you just get them something that helps them in that thing, it's really cool. I think they're going to like it. It's pretty much going to be a win because they're excited about it. And, you know, certainly over the last year and a half, people have changed a lot of what they do for hobbies because the nature of the way they live their life, uh, more quarantining, more staying at home, less overseas travel, all that stuff. People just picked up new things. And so I think about like pickleball, for example, has just exploded across this country in the last two years. And so if you know anybody in your family that has gotten really into pickleball, it's like, great, what can I get them? Can I get them a new racket or a pickleball racket holder case or, you know, whatever. I don't play pickleball, obviously, but uh, (laughs) whatever they're called, uh, you, you get them some stuff for that. But, you know, you've gotten really into plants this last year and a half. You know, I could get you something for uh, your plants or I could get you a new small plant or whatever or a really cool pot. And like then you go pick out a plant and pretty much anything that you do uh, or pretty much anything I can get you around that, you're going to dig. Yeah, totally. The one uh, thing that I'll say around plants is if you are giving a plant, I would try to pick out a low care plant. Mm hmm. Especially mm-hmm. if the person is not that into plants. Cause, uh, well, that, that's the point. Yeah, that's the caveat oh, know, with the question. They're into it. But I was just listening to, um, I was out the other day in town and these women were talking about how people gifted them a certain kind of flower that was like really hard to take care of. Oh my gosh. And they were like, people keep giving me this flower and I just keep killing it. And I feel terrible about it. I just wish people would stop giving me this. Well, I think high maintenance gifts. So that's actually something we should add. Uh, if it's a high maintenance gift, you should probably just not do that or be very thoughtful about it. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you don't get people puppies, right? True statement. Like, yes. You don't give you don't give puppies for for Christmas unless you know like beyond uh, a shadow of a doubt that they absolutely do want this puppy. Yeah, because that's like a long term, ongoing expense, huge commitment, huge time commitment. Like, oh yeah. So moving on to the next question, can you create an experience of things that they like? And this is like one of my favorites. I was going to say, this was really your idea. Yeah. And if I had unlimited money, because the problem with this is that it can get expensive. It can. You're not going to be able to do this for for everybody. everybody on your list. But if I could... This is what I would do for absolutely everybody that I buy a gift for. Um, so like my my kind of idea is like creating, uh, what did I call it? Like, hang on, I had a word for it. Book readers bundle. Yeah. Okay. 
book reader, reading experience bundle is what go. I typed in. You could also do like in a box, right? So like book night in a box. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to do it. So my idea was like, okay, you get like a reading light, like a really nice reading light, which that by itself is like $30. Then you get like, oh, a nice candle that smells really nice and like a cozy blanket and then maybe a gift card to their local bookstore. Um, and you or, could do one of those things where you go to like TJ Maxx or you don't even have to go to a super expensive store and get like a basket, like a decent looking wicker basket or something like that. Yeah, we normally go to TJ Maxx when we've done things like this. We go to TJ Maxx, we'll get some sort of box container thing from there. You can normally get one for like normally under $10. Yeah. And um, the other tip with that is make sure you don't get one that's too big because then you feel like you you're giving somebody like an empty box. Yeah. Yeah. Get a small one. Uh huh. And so, um, so yeah, like gift card to a local bookstore or even Amazon. And then the other kind of thing that I thought would be fun in that is like um, a reading journal or an actual book, like if you know their taste. But Anne Bogle, which is modern Mrs. Darcy, she has like a whole blog and podcast where she recommends books and all this stuff. She came out with her own reading journal, like My Reading Life or something like that. So I think that's a really fun gift for people who enjoy reading. I think I think another way to think about this experience is I I try not to get people gifts, even if they really like it, uh, that they that the experience of buying the gift is part of the 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 gift, if that makes sense. Yes. So, like, I, I would not really ever get you a book because part of what you really enjoy about books is actually going to a store, uh, supporting a local bookstore, and picking out a book there. Yeah. And so it's interesting because sometimes we think about, like, oh, a gift card is sort of like a, a cop-out, right? Like, sometimes we would say, well, that's just – you know, you just didn't really want to think about it, so you just got a gift card. But I think if it's the right gift card, it actually shows more thoughtfulness that you got them a gift card to a specific store if you know that they really value the experience of going to, you know, do that. And yeah. so if you know someone really likes a certain clothing store, you know, giving them that experience of being able to go to that store and get things is part of it for people. It's not always just about the product. It's sometimes about the whole experience of the product. Yeah, and you do, you've like done a really good job of that. I know for our fifth wedding anniversary, um, we were going to be in Nashville anyways. And I had like in a few months, it was like a little while yeah, away. We, a little we, had, while away. we had a trip to Nashville plan. But um, I had wanted these shoes, these leather shoes from the store in Nashville for like years. And um, they're expensive. And you gave me a gift card to that store in a solo. And, you know, you were like, I wanted you to be able to go and get your shoes in person at the store and have like the whole experience when we're in Nashville. And I thought that was like the nicest gift ever. Well, and it it's uh, it's fun because selfishly it's easier for me. Yeah. Right. You know, like if I know for a fact that you want a certain store, um, but there's other ways to do this, right? Like we came up with, you know, uh, a girl's night or a guy's night out or a poker night or whatever. Like if you're, you know, able to do that, you could give, give your spouse something to facilitate that a couple of things um, for that experience. If you have a healthier budget, you could do something like an Airbnb gift card. We didn't even know that Airbnb had gift cards. Yeah. But I thought that was pretty cool when we mm-hmm. found that out. So, you know, I, I think asking that question of, especially for people where you're going to spend a little bit more money, uh, can you create an experience of things they really like? Yeah, I love that one. Kind of talking about, um, I guess, more expensive. Not This doesn't necessarily have to be more expensive, but it's more expensive relatively. Uh, So the question here is, uh, what things would someone like, but they're probably not going to buy it for themselves? 
because they feel like it's too much of a splurge or maybe they're just more frugal by nature or whatever. So I fit this description a lot. Um, my mom and you at different times have done a good job of getting me things that you know that I kind of want that I'm probably not going to buy for myself. And, you know, mom got me a poor Charlie's Almanac, uh, which is from Charlie Munger last year, I think. And I was super excited about that. It's a very expensive book. It's very high quality. It's very nice. I've wanted it for a long time, but I just haven't been able to pull the trigger on it. And I really appreciated that. Um, my dad did this for my mom. I remember this was years and years ago, but mom got really into, she's still somewhat into, but really into scrapbooking. And she really wanted this specific, I don't know, some, some specific machine, right? Is it the Cricut? Maybe it was a Cricut. I'm not sure what it was. It probably was. That was when the Cricut craze was going on. But I remember dad, uh, specifically getting her that because she had been talking about it, but just couldn't justify, like wasn't going to do it. Well, you it's know? like your mom getting your dad the big green egg. Yeah, she got him the, the smoker. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I think asking that question of what's something that they really want that is maybe a little bit nicer or or at least it's it's too nice for them to just go out and buy for themselves. Yeah, this one. So my mom did this for my dad. And I think it's probably his favorite gift that he's ever gotten. He had an old watch from my grandpa and it did not work. And he had kind of checked into getting it refurbished or whatever, getting it in working condition. And it was going to be pretty expensive. And so like he decided to hold off on it. That was like years and years and years before she actually did this for him for Christmas. And so she, you know, snuck in, got the watch and took it and had it repaired and everything. And then, you know, packaged it up in like a new box and everything. Then my dad opened it and it was his dad's watch that was back in working order and that he could wear and everything. Um, So that one, you kind of have to be closer to somebody, obviously. But I'm like, man, what a cool when like you want something like that, that's like sentimental, but it's like, I mean, it wasn't, a, it wasn't even a nice watch, you know, it was like a cheap watch, but it was special because it was my pawpaws. So I think that's really cool. And the other thing I wanted to say about this one is you, it doesn't even have to be super expensive things. Like you can do this with, we had a whole episode. What, what do we call it? Um, uh, ex- expensive splurges that are relatively or objectively small or we talked about like yeah uh like like our socks bending big in objectively small categories Mm -hmm. like $15 for socks like you said so my dad again (laughs) if I can pick on him he like at first was like what $15 for compression socks that's crazy you know um and so he doesn't want to buy those for himself Mm -hmm. and so mom will get him those socks for like a gift, uh, which objectively it's like 15 bucks, right? Yeah. She, she's going to spend that much on his gift. And he talks anyways. about how much he likes. Them and, and now like he's like, he loves them. He wears them all the time. They're so comfortable. They help his feet, whatever. So, you know, getting something for someone that they wouldn't buy for themselves doesn't mean you have to spend a ton of money, but it might mean that you're spending more money on an objectively inexpensive category that they think is a frivolous thing, but you yeah. know that if they got it, they'd actually really want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good point. So then the last question we have here is like if there's any certain type of craft or handmade item that that person really appreciates. So I know like for my grandma, she loves any sort of like crochet, tatting, anything like that. So if you're in an antique store, 
and you come across some really pretty crocheted thing, which you do all the time, and they're normally really cheap, which is like crazy when you think about the amount of time that so like somebody work. sat there and yeah. put in. Um, but if you buy her anything like that, she's going to love it. And then we have friends who are just really into like local art. And so if you give them something from like a local artist and you can tell them like, you know, a story about the artist or whatever, um, they love that. They'd appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's, that's another cool way to get someone a really good gift that they really like because they appreciate the craft, the, the crafts. Uh, work, uh, cra- crafts, craftsmanship, craftsmanship. There you go, <laughs> craft work. Uh, <laughs> the, the the craftsmanship uh, of of the item, right? And objectively speaking, maybe it still is not a super expensive thing, but they really appreciate it because of uh, they they like that specific work, which I think is a cool way to go about it. If if you just put in a little bit more thought than you know, sort of last minute going oh my gosh I gotta buy something for somebody yeah well and like um I bought my mom a pottery mug from this local pottery studio where we live and it was kind of an expensive mug but the reason that I bought it was because I know the potter who made it and she actually went to an antique store and found this old um it was like an antique silver hairbrush and the bristles were out of it and everything. So it was just the metal part. And it was like a, it's like a woman's silhouette and kind of scrolly accents, you know, whatever. It was a pretty hairbrush. That sounds goofy when you say a hairbrush, but it looks cool. But so what she did was she made a mold out of that silver part of the hairbrush and then used it on her mugs. So like you have like the silhouette of the woman. And then what was really cool is that she made a mold of the hairbrush handle and then used that to do her mug handle so that the mug handle had like all the pretty accents that the brush had on it. So again, yeah, sounds like kind of weird when I'm explaining it, but it made for a really it's, well, it's a beautiful, pretty it's a beautiful detailed mug. mug. But here's the, here's the thing. You said it's kind of an expensive mug. And yes, it is, but for the objective amount of money that it was. So it was more expensive than just going and buying a normal mug. Yeah, yes. of course. But for the objective amount of money that we normally spend on your mom for her birthday, that was within that budget. Mm-hmm. So it just meant that we would get her less of something else. Well, right? and I also know my mom and that like she appreciates That's my point. Craftsmanship. That's my point. And so like I told her like, oh my gosh, guess what this is made out of, you know, and like, look at the handle. What do you think it is? And, yeah, like, you, you killed know. me because they came to visit and you gave it to her like a week early. I was like, you're like, but you just couldn't wait because you were know, so excited. excited. You're so excited, but but that's my point. It actually hits like a couple of things on this list, right? You you're you're going a little bit more expensive in an objectively small category. Uh, you are hitting on this idea that you know your mom's going to really appreciate the craftsmanship that went into that, um, and so it makes for a really good gift that she really appreciates, but still is within the budget that we had already planned on spending, anyways. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're kind of going to get into where we're just listing off. The things that we think are good gifts for a general audience. Yeah, I think I think the goal here would be get your wheels turning, even if nothing on this list perfectly, you know, fits. So I also thought it would be fun to tie these into some of the uh, the virtues and the vices that we mm-hmm. listed off earlier. Mm-hmm. So under healthy, uh, I had a Theragun knockoff. Uh, obviously, you can go get the real Theragun, but those are not cheap. Uh, but you can go to Costco and get a knockoff Theragun that we have. That's pretty awesome. I don't know if they still have them. That's where we got ours, and it is really good. But if you're not familiar with what those are, it's like 
how would you describe it? It's like it's a, a massage gun. Yeah, a massage gun with all these different. But it's like I, it's heads focused on, on like stuff. deep tissue. Yes, I guess. and it is awesome. I mean, uh, especially for if you're you sore have after so a workout. Much, or well, that after workouts, but also like you have so much like tension, crazy in knots shoulders. in your shoulders. I think most women do that. Yeah, still in the healthy category is like workout shoes because workout shoes in particular, like you know running shoes, whatever, can be really expensive. And I know, like, your dad in particular, like, he has a really hard time paying for good walk-around shoes, yeah. you know? And your mom has talked about how she goes and gets those for him as a gift because he refuses to, like, pay for them, but he really needs them because he's up on his feet all the time. Yep. But it can be hard to buy shoes for people that fit good. So I think that's one of those areas where a gift card can be really good. Yeah, well, and that fits perfectly into the whole, you know, sometimes what would people want, but not necessarily buy for themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, under wealthy. And again, let me, let me say, you know, again, the disclaimer here on healthy and wealthy, especially, it can be very insulting if you're getting someone a healthy and wealthy gift, if you know that they are not like... If they have an expressed interest Expressed in interest those. in those. Yeah. And so people ask me all the time, like, Nick, I want to get my kids or my parents something to help them with their money for Christmas. And I'm like, yeah, probably just don't do that. Because uh, if they have an expressed interest in it, it looks like you almost like, uh, what's the word, talking down to them or or trying to parent them or trying to you know, whatever. Yeah. And and so you just got to be careful with the way you, you do it. Now, that being said, if you are looking for something, especially for a younger person, I think the book I Will Teach You To Be Rich by Ramit uh, Sethi is, is hands down probably my number one recommended book on wealthy and I know for Ramit people who are just getting into it. has said that he hates the title of that book. And I agree. Like, I hate the title of it too. So I always like want to like, this book is really good. The book is, it is top really notch. well written. It's very, it's an enjoyable read. It's well, not like a boring finance read. It's a very Tim Ferriss thing. Like that's the thing about clickbait, right? Yeah, like the four hour. So, work like read. Tim Ferriss has talked about how if he could change anything, he would not have made his book titled "The Four Hour Work Week" because it's so clickbaity and it turns off a lot of people. But the book is really amazing, and so for people like me who actually don't aren't that bothered by the clickbaity title but it caused me to read it because i'm like huh that's interesting Mm -hmm. and then i read it and was like oh this is incredible that's what made his brain so huge remains the same way i will teach you to be rich is an awesome book if that title kind of makes you go like kind of sounds scammy it's really not it's not yeah it's solid all right we'll go from wealthy to wise gosh i got a bunch under wise so i'll just kind of rapid fire a few of these I've mentioned most of these on the podcast before at different points my number one here is the best self decks i'm a huge fan of those i have four or five of them so these are question these are question decks to spur a conversation they're really fun they're great for car rides they're fun around the dinner table i think they're awesome and they they it really could go into the relationship category or the wisdom category because the questions are helpful for both of those yeah uh as far as books if you are looking for books fiction I've mentioned it like 18 times in the last couple of weeks, but I would recommend Dune. What is Dune? What is Dune? Uh, I would recommend Dune. Um, and then, uh, you know, if, if if you're giving gifts to someone that you know is a Christian, I think giving them something that is like a really nice Bible that they may not have bought for themselves or uh, a really cool Bible cover, those are things that we've done in the past that have, have worked really well. And there's one that you wrote down or that we, we've used called the Bible Recap Book, which is not a Bible, yeah. but it's sort of a helpful commentary if you're looking to try and read the Bible in chronological order. Yeah, it's a really Bible helpful. in a year plan, and it's basically, it's not even really commentary. 
Um, the woman who wrote it, her name is Tara Lee Cobble, and she tries to not interpret. Yeah, she anything. tries not to add to or interpret. She she really and she has a podcast version of this too. I just like the book form. Um, but she tries to just kind of summarize what you've read so that like you actually process it. Because I think most people who have read the Bible, you can definitely read things and go like, "What the heck did I just read?" Or like, "Why did I just read um, all of these generations?" Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so and so had so and so, and so and so had so and so, and it's all these names you can't pronounce, and and so you feel like, "What? What am I? What am I even doing?" And so she kind of does a really good job connecting those things. Like, this may have been a long read today, but keep this in mind because it's going to connect when we get to this point and you see that the descendants of so-and-so did this. And, you know, she does a good job of of helping you see the meaning in things. Yep. Yeah, it's been awesome. So then we've got Amor Tolls. I love Amor Tolls. And I think I put him on the list in particular because I think he has wide appeal especially A Gentleman in Moscow, and I just started his new one, The Lincoln Highway. So that's the the other reason he's on this list is A Gentleman in Moscow is old. So like a lot of people have probably read it, but he has a brand new book that literally like just came out. And it also seems very, very good and like it would appeal to a wide range of readers. Yeah. And it's it's one of those where I think I think it's easy to get trapped in this thought that, well, um, fiction is just like, fiction is just fun. And if you want to read something that's beneficial and wise, you want to read nonfiction. And I just think maybe that's true for certain, you know, call them beach reads, right? Like certain sort of just cotton candy reads or something like that. Um, maybe you're not going to get a lot out of that for wisdom, but somebody like Amor Tolls, there's a lot of books where it is fun and there's a lot of like really cool things it that makes you can draw you think. out of that. Yeah. The one thing with books... Um, which is kind of similar to the the plant warning. But I think it was, was it Hugh Jackman and Tim Ferriss, their interview? I can't remember. I think it was their podcast interview where they were like, oh, I hate when somebody gives me a book because like, I feel like I have to read it. Yeah. And then like, I'm like seeing them and I'm like, oh crap, I still haven't read that book that they gave me, whatever. Yep. So when it, if I do give people get uh, like books as a gift, I always, I never like, hey, did you read that book I gave you yet yeah. or whatever? But I also do try to be mindful about like, do I really think that they'll like this book? Yeah. And are, are they, they a re- reader? Are they a reader? I don't give off. books to very many people. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Moving on to so that's sort of our healthy, wealthy, wise. The moving on to the others, we've got like entertainment and fun. We didn't want to make a list that was straight up for all the vices. There's a lot of those you can uh, you can figure out gifts to give that will fit into those. But most of the things on these entertainment and fun list would certainly fit into. Uh, some of those vices, if you wanted to think about them that way. Mm -hmm. The first one that I'm going to throw in under entertainment, because I think it's a blend of like entertainment and wise is like a membership to something like Skillshare. Yeah. Um, Like if you know that somebody's really into a lot of different kind of crafty things or whatever, Skillshare has some really good classes on there, especially like from, from designers and stuff who are really legit yeah you've really enjoyed yeah this is not sponsored i know that like every youtuber under the sun is sponsored by them but, yeah we're not um uh, legit you just enjoyed it yeah and who was it i can't remember austin clayon or andy j pizza or somebody was talking about how even if they can't like sit down and actually go through the skillshare class they'll they'll put headphones in and like listen to it while they're doing things like they would listen to a podcast or something and it helps them kind of spurs their creativity and gives them ideas and so i've done that some too and it does it really does like you'll 
you just see because I know I'll see things that people have made and I'm like oh my gosh that is so cool I wouldn't even know where to start making that and then you'll watch their process and it it's actually like oh well I could do some of that like sure mine might not look like theirs does as a finished product but I could I could go through some of those steps and come out with something that looks pretty cool so I I just have enjoyed that learning little things that I can utilize and different things that I'm doing. Yeah. I like that one. Another one, we talked about the gift cards earlier, if you know that they really enjoy the experience of that specific place. But another one that's sort of in that same vein, that's a lot more doable now, I think after COVID is like tickets to virtual events, because a lot of these are pretty inexpensive. Mm -hmm. And certainly on like meetup.com, there's a bunch of just generic ones. But if you know somebody uh, and you know someone that they really like or admire, someone they look up to, or a content creator, author, whoever, there's all kinds of virtual events. Yeah, like, like you and I just bought uh, virtual event tickets to Ann Patchett talking to Amor Tolls. Yes, and it exactly. Was, it was great. I loved it. I was really glad we got that. So, you know, there's lots of things like that now that I think people just don't think about. And it's not that not that expensive. And it'd be a really cool way, again, to give someone something good that they really like. Uh, that's a little bit more thoughtful. And again, that'd be great with like the experience kind of yeah. bundle thing. Yeah. If, um, you know, a candle and a blanket and a whatever and a little note that says like virtual event ticket to this thing. Because like that's when those are fun to me. Even totally. Even like the virtual con- uh, concerts, you know. Yep. So like last year we bought Dave Barnes's, you know, a very Merry Christmas virtual thing yes. and kind of made an event out of watching it. And it was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea kind of along the same lines as the experience one you this would not be one for me necessarily but for you and and for kids I think so what I thought was like if you have because I like going to coffee shops bookstores whatever and it's become very popular for a lot of these little local places to have cool stickers of you know their shop stuff Yeah. yeah And um, I thought, what a cool idea if you know somebody that appreciates that. Because we do have friends who are like travelers, and I know that they appreciate stickers. People who do stickers on their laptops, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. On their journals. I know like a lot of bullet journal journal people who their kind of thing is whenever they start a new journal, you know, they add stickers to it and stuff. So I thought, if you collected cool stickers from places like that that you go, and then, you know, give that as a gift to somebody. I just think that's really thoughtful because then they know like, oh, wow, they like thought of me every time they went to these, places. these different places yep. and like thought enough about me to pick up a little sticker and, you know, give it to me. So yep. I just think that that's a, an inexpensive collection of little things to give somebody if you know that they like to decorate their notebook or whatever. The last one under entertainment that we have, which is really also kind of could be wise, could be entertainment, could be whatever is an audible membership which works really well in tandem with like a, a library app or something. Cause I think, you know, you use the, is it Libby? Yeah. Which works really well, but they don't always have the book that you want. They don't always you have the it. book that I want. And then for longer books, especially like it can kind of be frustrating to, if there's a line for a book and you get it and you start listening to it and it's super duper long. And so you don't finish it in that little two week window. And then you have to like get back on the hold list to get it again. So I've, I've tried to be conscious of if there's a really long book that I want to listen to, I get that on Audible. Yeah. That to me is one of those things that Audible, for whatever reason, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like there's a decent number of people that would probably like it, but for some reason are just like, man, I don't know. So they just don't get it for themselves. Yeah. So again, that fits into that, like, 
getting something for someone that they may not get for themselves, but actually really like. And the other option is um, Libro FM. And yeah. I really like them in that they support local bookstores, but there's so much stuff that's Audible Originals. Yeah. And in, in particular, they had a, several Amor Toll short stories that yep. were Audible Originals. So I ended up going with Audible for now. Yep. Well, there you go. Under fun, I feel like coffee is uh, just becoming more and more and more of a thing. You know what I mean? I was even talking, who, who were we talking with that... The concept of going to a coffee shop and hanging out is like in the last 30 years. Yeah. Like that didn't, my parents didn't do that. Yeah. Growing up, right? Uh, there was no like, yeah, we'll just meet you, hang out at the coffee shop in like the early 80s. And so. Well, one of our key motivators for traveling to different places is to go to different coffee shops cool, and bookstores. Cool coffee shops and bookstores. Yeah. But there's this company called Trade Coffee that is pretty sweet. And they've just done a really good job. And again, that'd be like a good gift for someone if you know that they're like very into coffee. Yeah, because they have you, I think they have you fill out. We haven't done trade coffee, we so used we it. can't we just say that we have experience. But um, they ask you like your coffee preferences. And then, you know, there's different, you can sign up for like ongoing subscriptions. or You can sign up for, I think they'll send you like three bags or something. Um, but they they do get to know your preferences and then send you personalized Things yeah. from like local. I think that that kind of goes back areas. to ways to think about good gift giving, right? Is that with the internet? So, yes, you still have big stores like Amazon, obviously, that just crush everything all the time and they have everything out of the sun. But with the advent of the internet, we're seeing a lot more direct to consumer where you have companies like Beard Brand, who is a brand that sells beard stuff directly to the consumer, right? And so if you can, I just think it's, I think a lot of people appreciate it a lot more if you can get them a cool, you know, uh, maybe slightly slightly more premium product for something that they really care about from the company itself rather yeah. than getting the generic thing, whatever. So you're not going to do that with every product, but if you really care about coffee or you really care about your beard products, mm -hmm. that's a good way to think about getting somebody a more direct-to-consumer product from a cool company that they might appreciate. Along with coffee, we put down an AeroPress. Again, we have not used an AeroPress, but we were listening to My First Million. Was it Sam Parr? No, um, no, 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 no. No, no, it's Andrew Wilkinson. Yeah, that bought AeroPress. But it was like this one-man kind of, you know, he created the AeroPress. He had a very small team. He's like a serial inventor. Yeah. It's pretty neat. And I mean, they I, they talked about how they basically had like no marketing yeah, structure. Yeah, just word of when, mouth. Yeah. And uh, so it was just a really cool, it was a cool story about the person who founded AeroPress. And you see him for sale in basically all the little local coffee shops. Yep. And again, you're not going to get this for somebody who doesn't really care about coffee. Isn't into coffee. But if they yeah. really care about coffee or if they travel or camp or something like mm -hmm. that, then our AeroPress would be a killer thing for them. Yeah. And they're pretty cheap. Totally. And then my other um, random specific one is like the Nomadic Navigator Sling. And I, it's, it's just like a little sling bag, but it's kind of made to carry a tablet or like... And this, Nomadic in general is kind of techy te bags. tech travel. Yes, and that goes back to like what I was saying earlier about the D 2 C thing, right? Like anyone can go to whatever store and get a bag, but D 2 C direct to consumer. Yeah, direct to consumer. Uh, it, but if your goal is you want to give someone a really good gift that they're going to really like and use, then spending a little bit more time looking for a company that has built a product specifically tailored to what that person does 
In this case, Nomadic is a killer bag company for people who work from a computer, from a laptop, from a tablet, whatever, and do travel around a little bit or at least go to and from coffee shops or their office or whatever. And they just have spent so much time really optimizing the way these bags are organized and made and they're made to last and all this stuff. And so if someone was to get you that rather than just going to a random store and picking up a random bag, you're just going to appreciate it so much more. Mm -hmm. You're going to really like it and you're going to really appreciate uh, the gift from them. Yeah. Final thing that I'll add in here is like you talked about the full focus planner um, on our last episode and you did that as stuff we liked, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, like there are some different leather companies that we like that have started making like a, a leather, what would you call that? Cover. Cover thing. Holder. Specifically for like full focus planners. Um, if you know somebody who's into journaling in general, like leather covers for the type of notebook that they like to use or, you know, whatever, because they I've seen like leather covers for one inch binders um, and different things like that. I think that's a nice, thoughtful gift if you know something that somebody uses on the regular and that you can give them this thing that'll that'll make that thing feel a little bit nicer when they're using it every day. Well, and if you if you have time, right, if you're and this is why we're doing this episode, you know, five or six weeks out from Christmas. If you have time, then you can even if you can somehow sneak and get the dimensions, you know, you can go to Etsy and have like custom made uh, leather, mm-hmm. you know, covers cut to fit whatever it is they use. So there's some cool stuff like that. that you yeah. Can do. So that's how uh, we like to think about gift giving. Oh, yeah? What else do we like? Stuff we like. Okay, so since this whole episode was basically a Stuff We Like episode, uh, we're going to keep this short. We like, love Chobani coffee creamer. Well, and this, so you said that for this episode, and then I was like, you know what's funny is Chobani is like the one product in our fridge that we will drive across town. To a, to a different grocery store if need be yeah. to get it. Like we literally just did that last night because so, there's one grocery store close to us that carries it and they have been out like the past three times that we've gone. So we drove across town to go to another grocery store that carries it. But Chobani Vanilla Coffee Creamer is oh, where it's at. It's it is so good. It is so it's much good. better than every other coffee creamer. There, I mean, we bought other ones and they're just not the same. Not the same. That's also a funny question though. What a... Uh, what would you drive across town for? And that's like literally one of the few things for us. Yeah. Most Anything of, else, we'll get by. Most we'll of the things are like, eh, I'll get the whatever one that yeah. they have at the, the grocery store. But close not to coffee house. creamer. So, well, to kind of just summarize the the point of this episode, if you are thinking about your gift giving this year and you're trying to, you know, make sure you're getting stuff that people actually really like and really you want. elevate your gift giving? Elevate. There we go. We got some questions for you. First and foremost, the virtues and the vices. Use that as a helpful framework for starting out. Do you know of any specific virtues or vices that this person is really into or certainly in the form of the virtues, uh, the ones that they might be really be working on? And then specific questions would be what new or recent hobbies have they picked up that you could support them in? Can you create a experience of things that they really like or give them a gift card to experience a specific store that they really like? Also, what things do they like but would probably not buy for themselves? And are there any types of crafts or works, uh, craftsmanship, right, that they would really appreciate? And then the last sort of bonus question is, 
is this thing high maintenance? And if the answer is yes, then maybe consider not doing that unless you know for a fact that it's something they really want. Just make sure it's a good fit for the person. Yeah. 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 As always, thank you so much for listening. Hope this was helpful and we'll see you next week.